0: Hello and welcome to Scopy Radio. My name is Danielle Johansson.
1: And I'm Maureen Smith. And today we are joined by Leo Schwartz, Elizabeth Rentfrow, and Bradley Halverson from We the People, the anti-Trump musical. Yay! Hi! Hi. Hello. Hello! How are you all doing
0: today? Great. Good. Thanks for
1: having us. We're wonderful. So we've yeah. caught you in the middle of Tech Week, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Which is very exciting. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, um, no, we've, Daniel and I are both performers, and so we both know, like, the very unique, um, like, mental state, men, like, mental fraying mm-hmm. that happens <laughs> during tech week and yes. during production of any performance, so thank you so much for joining <laughs> us <laughs> this yeah, week sure. for yeah. being willing to, like, sit down and have a conversation with us. Um, mm-hmm. the, the tagline really got us, mm-hmm. so. yeah.
0: good, glad to hear it. <laughs> Well, yeah, let's get into it. Do you mind telling us a little bit about like, what kind of the conceit here is?
2: Sure, absolutely. I mean, um, I woke up after the uh, uh, mm-hmm. election the next morning and I said, uh, well, if there's ever been a ch- an opportunity for me as an artist to respond to something politically and political in nature, this would be it. So I contacted Sean Chandler, who's one of the book writers I wrote with, and I said, Sean, would you be interested in writing a song cycle? Because I didn't want to do a, any sort of book story. I didn't want to yeah. have politicians on, on uh, re- recreations of politicians on stage. I said I just want song cycles dealing with the experience of the election and what's going on. Um, and then the first hundred days gave us so much material. <laughs> um, and uh, so uh, the anti-Trump musical uh, was, we had decided not to call it that. We just called it a political song cycle. But when I became the producer of my own show, I said, well, in order for me to sell tickets and get interest, we're gonna, I'm gonna rebrand it to the anti-Trump musical, and that's why we've called it that. Um, and Sean likes to say, if Sean were here, he'd tell us that it's not the anti-Republican musical, it's the anti-Trump musical. Mm. So that, that's the conceit, and, we, and, and it does follow a narrative line. It starts with um, the, uh, uh, a broad statement of what we as Americans usually look for in, in, in a president um and then it goes through uh, both conventions then election night and then just bam straight towards today and where we ought to be as citizens of the United States
0: in response to what's going on in our country wow so yeah so <laughs> there we go. Cool. So, interesting. so yeah, yeah. So, as far as like nuts and bolts of kind of like what that looks like like what are what can audiences expect
2: well we have uh elizabeth and bradley here and four other actors basically playing 55 different characters on stage
1: oh my god yeah
3: yeah (laughs) it's awesome (laughs) yeah and sometimes fairly rapidly too right in one song Mm -hmm. sometimes
0: that's interesting so yeah so i you know it's this all really hits on a note that i think is uh very prevalent right now especially in the last year especially coming into 2018 we're seeing a lot of Kind of like room like 2017 maybe was like this year of kind of rumination of dealing with of kind of understanding what what atrocity we're dealing with every day um uh but you know I'm I'm intrigued in kind of what the process has been like as far as uh oh there goes the heater um <laughs> the uh consolidation of that because it sounds because like getting first off getting it all into... 55 voices and and obviously played by the same people but you know what i mean kind of like as far as character wise and, and experiences wise um that uh kind of refining i guess you could say is, seems like an interesting uh process to me and also um then taking those kind of 55 experiences and, and kind of is there a lot of consideration for narrative or or no or do you what well do you the,
2: the initial the initial, uh, uh... Outing of this was back in June when we did a, a couple of workshop performances of it, um, and it was a non-narrative okay. art, yeah. um, and we had a conceit which just did not work. Mm. Um, so we, we decided to rearrange it and throw it into the timeline going up in today. And and the challenge was um, how do we how do we hit a target that moves daily, mm-hmm. right? You know, I mean, there's things that are historical fact like the Muslim bans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, uh, the reaction of people the morning after, um, mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff, um, and then to, and and I sort of figured out you know and it you know it's one of those things where life becomes art. I woke up one morning and I said, I, I never know what insanity is going to be, <laughs> be greeting me, mm-hmm. you know, and and uh, and that sort of. Uh, was the basis, and, and I called, I contacted Sean, I said, Sean, I know how we can keep it current now. Because it's, it's a multimedia adventure. None of us have seen the... the no.
3: Yeah, the, the projections are the, about the, to be added, I think. Yeah, right, today, tonight. tonight, yeah. oh, they're, they're, it's, a, it's about a
2: 60-minute show, and there yes. 60 projections. There's over 300 light cues and, wow. and projection cues in this show. Okay. Um, and this, this song I wrote, which is one of my favorite songs in the show, I wake up every morning, mm. brings us to the present. And that's when we're going to start throwing the current news up, and then it takes us into the call to action that we make at the end of the show. So, I mean, that's that's sort of that's sort of how we that that's sort of how Sean and I decided to make it relevant and keep it going. Right. You know, make it pertinent because it it, it it's there's just it's just too much craziness that happens on a daily yeah. basis.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and as and so you're both performers, right? I caught mm-hmm. that. Okay, good. Um, so what's, how has that kind of experience been for you all? Because I imagine, especially when you're coming to, a, I mean, it's, it's some, I'm sure it's often that you have to play two roles at once or, or multiple roles at mm-hmm. once, but, but, you know, kind of, especially in the political moment, like, like pulling from all these influences, what has that experience been like?
4: Cathartic. <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> it's, I would say
4: it's been really interesting. Uh, we actually talked about this last week, how it's. sort of felt like a little secret that we've had amongst Mm -hmm. ourselves and being able to come to rehearsal every night and sort of um, in one way express how we're feeling but also step into the skins of other people because um, as the title might not lead you to believe but as you said Sean likes to say it's not the anti-republican musical Mm -hmm. you actually hear a lot of different sides of Um, of politics or Mm -hmm. um, the story of whatever story we're telling in each Mm -hmm. given song, so I I range on the political spectrum or the the whatever kind of spectrum you want to call it, (laughs) from like religious fanatic to you know, very liberal you know you go we all go from You're one to the other in, uh, my characters person. not me personally yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. my characters do mm-hmm.
1: yeah i was gonna say oh this is gonna be a hard <laughs> conversation <laughs> to navigate no. yeah. but we uh, kind yeah. of
4: have i mean we haven't talked about what our personal beliefs are um mm-hmm. but i mean we've had definitely had to come to terms with them i can't speak for bradley mm-hmm. or the other four actors but um, i've had to think i oh, question my personal beliefs and standings and thoughts Mm -hmm. a lot during the process Yeah, i
3: definitely agree i mean you know there's some characters and songs where it feels much more close to home you know it's where um, and a lot of the characters are very specific and a lot of them are a little bit more broad and so there's a lot of times when i feel like we all feel very comfortable bringing ourselves to different Mm. roles Mm. um and then there are some that are very different like i have one of the songs that i do i really kind of struggled at first approaching it just because he says some things over the course of the song i really disagree with in a big way, um, but being able to yeah climb into someone's skin and figure out you know what it is that made them vote the way they did or like made them feel like they had the options they thought they had mm-hmm. um, has been very interesting and yeah like um, I know when a, the anti-Trump musical like tag at the end does lead people to believe that it's going to be bashing a lot of Republican people but it's like yeah it's not just the church ladies and you know sleazy politicians it's like people who you know, working class people and who just felt sort of backed into a corner. I think, um, and so it's been very interesting for me, kind of bringing life to those people in addition to the ones that feel very comfortable.
4: Yeah, when I say we didn't talk about what our political beliefs are personally, I because I don't think that that's what it's about. That's not what's mm-hmm. important. It's what it's understanding everything it's, i know that sounds kind of generic but i really do think the um the musical that sean and leo wrote really does encompass as much as possible um about what's going on and what happened and mm-hmm. it just feel very honest and true
0: mm-hmm. yeah that's this is all very interesting to me so i i'm really curious because i the thing that we just actually talked about a lot and something that we talk about a lot is about collaboration about Mm -hmm. what that means in 2018 specifically like politically and i think in a lot of ways um some of the notes that you've hit on about the idea of like like understanding that a lot of the people that maybe voted that way like there are folks that um are just working class folks just trying to make it through Mm -hmm. they're like low-income folks like that exists um and so but what i'm curious for for you all is um kind of like where the the lines are for that if that makes sense because i I do think that there is also it's something that you know we're kind of pulling back the like layers of the onions of of like societal uh problems i guess you can say like like Mm -hmm. especially in the wake of the me too movement like we're i think that a lot of people are having to have a reckoning with the fact that like like uh toxic masculinity exists like like privileges and like there are inherent privileges like there are certain my, my point being here is that like is there a uh are there kind of like representation lines to not draw as well on the conservative end or is it is it a pretty kind of like does this make sense this question
4: i think i know what you're getting mm-hmm. at um uh i don't know so Leo, do you have any thoughts about the lines that we're drawing?
3: Uh... I mean, I... well, No, go ahead. I think for the most part, we do try to... Because, um, I mean, the the show overall, I think its aim is to empower the people. Not for sure. And that's, like, regardless of your political leanings. Not to blame. Yeah, we, we don't place a lot of blame in the show. And I think that it's the overall kind of message that hopefully, if we do our jobs, you'll be leaving with is this idea that, like... No matter who's in power, that power doesn't ultimately lie with them, it lies with the people, and like it's gonna, we're gonna take it back, yeah. Um, and so I think, yeah, I think that it definitely tries to empower regardless of your political leanings, yeah.
4: I think that's important that it doesn't end on a note of uh, one party over another, and the (sighs) the last few songs have nothing to do with politics, really, it has Mm -hmm. to do with. Emotion Mm -hmm. and feeling and unity. It's not we stop doing the caricatures and we stop doing um, uh, What what each character? feels or um, Who they might have voted for and we the last maybe three or four songs Mm -hmm. are just about being a unit regardless Mm -hmm. of party that's, yeah, we, we don't.
2: And we don't really attack anyone. I no. mean, there are a couple of public figures which take a bruising, bruising. But oh well, that's what you get. From <laughs> and, and like,
4: because that they did in real life. Because they yeah. did in real life,
2: exactly. <laughs> um, and that was one of the things that Sean and I talked about. And I was really clear was that I did not want to spend an hour screaming at people from the stage about sure. how horrible things were because nobody wants to pay money. <laughs> right, and, we know, and be, <laughs> yeah. you know. So um, it, it, it's actually. <laughs> I was watching it last night in, in, in the run-through, and I was going, well, we've actually done some really good work here, and the actors have taken it to places that I wouldn't have even thought possible. Mm-hmm. One of the things that um, our, our wonderful director, Derek Van Barham, uh, said, and I learned this, uh, Van is his middle name. What? His last name is not Van Barham. It's Derek Van, Van. Barham. Yeah. And Eko not <laughs> that shocking? No, I, I always no thought it was Herr von Barum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyway, he said the other day that um, he he made the allusion to the kubler Ross stages of grief that the mm-hmm. show mm-hmm. takes us through, and I, I thought that's very insightful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that you have you have the the devastation, the reckoning, the uh, the. Um, yeah, bargaining, bargaining denial, 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 anger, acceptance. Yeah, well. anger, acceptance, all these sort of things. Not and not that's there. No, <laughs> and, not No, And that's sort of the way it goes uh, yeah. in in many respects. So, um, you know, I mean, not to let the cat, Melania shows up yeah. briefly. Um, we don't have, I mean, actually, she's the only person.
3: Who's really named,
2: other than. And she's Trump. not even
3: named. We it's don't just go, assumed. Melania. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> Yeah, and there's a couple other people that are, like, you can tell are influenced by certain real-life figures. Mm Yeah, that's Uh, true. I just remembered another one. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but for the most part, it is, you know, um, the lens is placed on the people and their reactions, as opposed to just seeing impressions of politicians. Well,
1: I think that in the case of Melania, I think that, I mean, other than the fact that she is financially benefiting from all Mm -hmm. of the systems that are being put in place by this administration um i think that she in a way is another one of the people being being negatively Mm -hmm. affected yeah in that after all all, after all is said and done like this is her life this is her legacy she was she was the she she's the ava braun yeah and (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's like And also, like, I can't imagine that, you know, she's living her life, you know, whistling and snapping her fingers Mm -hmm. at everything that's... Or, you know, maybe she is. She doesn't really give much of an an impression. But it's, you know, and that actually leads me to my question. As a woman Mm -hmm. in, you know, taking part in this kind of event where it's kind of like, you know, numbering the atrocities, many of which directly affect women's quality of life. How are you navigating this experience emotionally?
4: Um, That's a really interesting question because we've actually, the two other uh, women in the cast with me, have spoken a lot about how there's one particular song where it's just the three of us Mm -hmm. singing about, we never name her, but singing about Hillary Clinton um, uh, and right before... um, she loses, but uh, it's supposed to take place like when she's nominated um, Mm -hmm. at the convention. And um, I remember that the first time we started singing through it was for the callback, looking at it and thinking like, this is, it's a very hopeful, upbeat song but it hurts so yeah. much mm-hmm. to sing it, because it it feels like, because you know going, while you're singing it, that it's not going to go the way that these characters think it's going to go, yeah, uh-huh. and there's so much hope, and Derek Van Barham, which I'm still... <laughs> 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 <he> <laughs> Ruined.
1: Ruined. Ruined.
4: He, <laughs> he helped us sort of like pepper in the idea that, you know, because even when, I don't know if you guys re- remember how you felt, I'm sure you do, but when it was about to happen, and we're like, we're gonna break the glass, it's gonna happen, see you tomorrow when we have a woman president, you know, that, like, even then, there was still the pepper of doubt, and we kind of were able to, I think, pull at that a little bit in that song, and then I immediately, well, not immediately, but in two songs, um, get to play a woman who has to tell her children that Hillary didn't win and then in about four songs I get to play <laughs> a woman who is in love with Trump mm-hmm. and sings about how much she loves him and his tweeting and um, and so it's like going from all of these different characters and playing a bunch of different women who, um, who feel very differently about the situation and very differently from how I feel about it in some cases was as I was saying before very cathartic but also just like I learned a lot about what because as an actor you have to think about like well how did that person get to that place why do they feel that way even if it's just for one little song where i'm playing a kind of a caricature of a woman who loves trump's tweets like i still have to think about why she would w- like his tweets you know and and thinking about uh, leo and i discussed about how um i have a lot of family members not family members actually my family's very um liberal <laughs> but like i have a lot of family friends who I'm originally from Texas who are very religious and who I love dearly but probably and in some cases I know voted for Trump Mm -hmm. and so it's like how do you how do you I know we all have experiences like that how Mm -hmm. do you um, conflate that in your mind this person that I love who voted for somebody and agrees with things that I think are (laughs) I was gonna say deplorable (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh, but, you True. know,
4: and having to step into that person's skin, it has just been kind of eye-opening for me. Um, especially, as you say, um, I mean, a lot of the the things that we're talking about pre um, the sort of things that are happening right now, like the Me Too movement and all of mm-hmm. that. Right. Um, so, we don't really get into that too much, although I think that could be, like, We the People Part 2. Yeah, there yeah. could <laughs>
3: easily be a sequel, or it just, like, could be an ongoing Anything. thing. I was talking, who was I talking, I think with... Neil our stage manager I was talking after the after rehearsal one night about how like this show could have just like numbers could have just kept being written yeah, yeah, right? yeah. at some point there you had to could be a yeah. cut it off 24-hour like,
4: musical yeah we, we kind of had a fun
3: conversation about like oh like if if you could just write forever like oh there would be a song about this and this and this and like
2: well I mean his, his I mean he really has hit just about every nerve that he could possibly mm-hmm. hit yeah. um, and um, there are a couple. I think there are a couple of very important moments in his presidency where where the American public just took a, a backhand, and one of them being Charlottesville, which I, I just <sighs> oh infuriated about his response to
0: Charlottesville. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. kind of like both sides are like. Oh yeah, yeah. There like, are good.
2: good there are good people on nice on both sides. Yeah. It's like no, no, no. No. Yeah,
0: which is is not like for folks that, which I hope everyone I know, like the, the folks that believe in the freedom of speech, like but like at what and that's I guess that's kind of. The, the thought that I know I've been circling around and is kind of where I was thinking coming at from before is like some viewpoints are just toxic you know mm-hmm. and I, I think that um, I think that hearing kind of the direction uh, that this takes which is the idea of finding those because in the same way like I come from uh, like Long Island New York those people love Trump yeah. like like it's part of the DNA of, to, mm. of being a New Yorker of, is like getting what Trump is, is putting down because yeah. you know they watch The Apprentice forever okay. or or stupid stuff like that but yeah. but at the same time it's like the people that I know that, that are conservative from my you know ex- exactly the same kind of thing extended family like uh, um, oh, I just lost my train of thought um, they're they are mo- for the most part like low income they're for the mm. most part you know the the his campaign had a very populist message like if you didn't know any like if you if you weren't looking at the actual policy that the campaign was putting out you would think that he was like going to institute socialism or something yeah and i like i i uh yeah and i guess that's kind of why it's an interesting thing for me the idea that uh, where you've kind of come with it and my other curiosity because it's something that we ta- also talk about a lot is kind of Bridging and understanding the uh, gap of politics and art, um, and because uh, it's it is something that I think for some folks it's uh, it's a, a line you don't cross. Um, <laughs> but I think
2: I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I had to write a little artistic statement, and um, um, it goes in the front of the program. I mean, I mean, I, I started. What, what's my rationalization for doing this? Well, how about Oliver? How about Oliver Twist? Mm-hmm. That brought that brought London's and and England's attitude towards the workhouses, mm-hmm. or Guernica, Picasso's painting about the Spanish Civil War, mm-hmm. or Guess Who's Coming to Dinner? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh my God, there's a black man in the house, and he's going to sit down and have dinner with us. It's like, mm-hmm. every once in a while, artists are given this unique opportunity to say, we can make a huge statement here, you know, and and I don't and and you know. When people slam Hollywood actors for getting political, I'm sorry. We have a TV show host who's now running the country. <laughs> exactly. You know, yeah, we have we have somebody who, for a, 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 at least thirty percent, a little more than thirty percent of the company, uh, country view as a successful businessman when there mm-hmm. when there's nothing that goes along to back that up. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, this is this is, I, and I firmly believe that the people who felt that they've been shat on for the last couple of decades wanted somebody in the white house who could say you're fired and i really think that's what it comes down to i think people wanted to feel that they had some skin in the game finally because they weren't because for the last eight years they weren't seeing themselves represented in the white house because there was a black man there
0: but it's but yeah and yeah and the things the way that they're getting shit on it's on both that's on both sides that's being done like they're like low-income folks are low-income folks Mm -hmm. like no matter what like their identity is and the the division of that is that's what like what's being focused on politically and so i think that that i think is a really that's why i really like uh kind of your thoughts on it and i am i always do this where i'm like running up to i'm making a point that's not ending in a question you have a question
1: <laughs> <laughs> i got you so um you know i asked you elizabeth mm-hmm. about how you are you know tackling the emotional weight of you know participating in a, in a musical where trump is in the title mm-hmm. and i'm actually going to ask you bradley that mm-hmm. same question as a member of the queer community how are you navigating mm-hmm. how are you you know feeling you know living this truth
3: mm-hmm. well i think it's kind of two things i mean it is very cathartic you know to be able to um confront a lot of these um things that are very current and very relevant to my life um I know there's a couple not necessarily ones that I do but there's a couple parts in the show that address the LGBT community um and so it's it's great to be a part of those you know because we're all on stage the whole time um but so yeah so it's nice in a way to um be able to kind of like face some personal stuff head-on during the show but it also is you know um a little bit difficult like um I was talking to someone about this the other day it's like um, when someone brings up politics just like casually in conversation, it's like, oh my gosh, I've been talking about politics for four hours every night. <laughs> it's, yeah. kind of, it's it's and that's when pe- when I pe- when I talk about the show to people and how it's going, it's like, I you know, in this I, it sounds kind of negative, but it's in a good way. It's like the show isn't really an escape where like you know I feel like a lot of the shows I've done since the election have kind of that's kind of their value is that I kind of get to escape from the world, and. You know, focus on art for a minute, but it's so it's an, a unique opportunity to be able to meld the two together. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is a little toxic, just mentally and emotionally, Absolutely. Um, to not really have a chance. You know, it's like every time you go on the internet, that's mm-hmm. face in front of you, and, and like, you know, then we come to rehearsal, and that's all that's going on. And yeah, you know, so w- when someone just kind of casually mentions Trump. Um, just in a conversation, it's like, oh wow, well, I spend so much time thinking about this man. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, oh, and I'm wondering for for the two of you, and also, I I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. You know, the process of rehearsing this and learning this, and in your case, Leo, writing it. Um, what, you know, what notions did you have before this process? If if any, did you have any notions before this process that you have since questioned? Hmm.
4: That's
3: a really good question. It is. I think the answer is yes. I have to think. Yeah, about it I, think, I think the answer is yes, and yeah. a lot. And this is pinning mm-hmm. down which one. Yeah. I know. The, uh, um, and, and I'm
2: glad Bradley's here because um, after the reading in June, um, we had a couple of different uh, uh, people who went in, uh, who, who attended say that. Uh, the show was too one-sided. And I was like, really? Because we, we gave perspective. And I thought, well, if the audience says there isn't perspective, then there isn't perspective. It has it doesn't matter what my intention was. So we went back and we changed a couple of things. We added a new song. And we went and beefed up a song that um, Bradley sings and already, meant, already mentioned called Perhaps. Um, and in order for me to write the new song and to beef up Perhaps, I had to imagine myself as my older brothers who are Republicans and how this must feel for them and 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 not demon it's too easy to demonize people for having different political opinions and and what are their wants what are their needs um when i was working at the field museum there was a a a a display of shoes from around the world and the idea was that shoes brought us together because everyone has the same common concern i've got to cover my foot or my feet Hmm. Right. So how do different cultures accomplish that? Yeah. You know, so it's like everybody has this, everybody wants to have a job. Everybody wants to be able to feed their family, take care of them if they get sick, have, have some sort of dream and future. Um, how do we accomplish that? And, it, and and if you vote for the wrong person, does that mean your your interests and, and your desires are not valid? No, I don't think so. So I, I sort of, I, I mean... I don't want to like give everybody a hug but i I'm just <laughs> <laughs> i'm just sort of i just sort of came out of it going oh my god i feel really sad for these people who are so dyed in the wool trump supporters that that they want to believe the idea of fake news they want mm-hmm. to believe the set of facts you know that they're given because it fits their narrative you know and i feel i feel very sorry for them i'm not willing to give them an inch but i feel mm-hmm. very sorry for yeah.
0: them mm-hmm. why well, i think the idea of airing of grievances, and then let's have a hug. Do you know what I mean by that? Like, <laughs> yeah. I think that's a really powerful yeah. thing. I yeah. think that's really... I and mean, that's
4: kind of what our show is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: Like, it, yeah, Airing
4: all these grievances, mm-hmm. and now we sing this like, yeah. very empowering song. Mm-hmm.
3: Holiday for the rest of us. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, the rest of us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that song was definitely what came to my mind with your question. Because, um, yeah, when I first approached it, it was a little bit difficult, um, but then, you know, once I really looked at it closer, yeah, he's really... cause you know, He did vote for Trump, but he's kind of one of those people who just believed what he was saying, you know? I mean, um, I think it's very easy for me at least to think about people who voted for Trump and it's like, oh, they're a bunch of suckers, you know, they just bought all this stuff that so obviously isn't true, was all lies. But it's like, you know, that's not always true, you know, these people, um, you know, this is, in that song, you know, he's a man who really believed that Trump would bring back his job from overseas and, you know, would secure, you know, His healthcare, and like, you know, he has, uh, he talks about his son with a pre existing condition and how he can't pay for his medication, and like, so it's that song has really kind of challenged for me just like my mental image of what a Trump voter is, you know, because it's very easy to um, create a caricature in your head of the person who, you know, buys into all of the divisive, racist, xenophobic rhetoric, Uh, but then there's someone on the other side who really just thought that it was going to help working class people
2: it has the one dialogue uh, dialogue section Mm -hmm. which always makes me cringe when i hear it Mm -hmm. and i just go i'm like i can't believe that he's saying that but the character
3: has to say that i know and that's and that's yeah (laughs) yeah that's it's hard for me because he says some things that i really have problems with but it's like being able to convey his perspective with honesty has been a challenge but it's definitely Helped me to well, challenge my own. Like, you're very
2: believable. Yeah, <laughs> thank
3: you. Very As a racist, <laughs> 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 yeah. oh, no,
2: no, no. <laughs> it isn't Yikes. like that at all. It isn't that. <laughs> no, no, He said, "Let's give Bradley a hug." He's yeah. <laughs> an adorable racist.
1: <laughs> well, something that you said really, you know, rings true to rings true for me. Of um, you know, folks who may have voted for Donald Trump mm-hmm. who you know, have children with pre-existing conditions and it didn't even occur to them. I, I remember seeing, like, a stupid Facebook video of, like, you know when you're watching a Facebook video and then, like, it goes to the next video. Mm-hmm. So that happened to me. Yeah, the
0: 2018 <laughs> experience. <really bad>. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and um, and it was a woman driving her car with her daughter sitting next to her in the passenger seat and, you know, the, the daughter was not well mm-hmm. um and she was saying you know basically she she like had her her phone like heat you know in front of her face like in front of the steering wheel and she was just like crying and she was like you know I've, I trusted you Donald Trump I can't believe mm. that I that you know and my daughter she, like if, if if this passes she'll die and I can't believe that I put my trust in the man who might kill my daughter and I was just like oh my god like yeah. Yeah. The, the reality that some of these people are facing mm-hmm. and the horrible lies they were fed
3: yeah. and it's I I imagine that's a really difficult thing to process, you know, the idea of, you know, you put your faith in this man who said all these things, and then, you know, a year has now passed, and, like, none of it's happening, and, you know, a lot of things are kind of the opposite of what he said would happen, and just, like, having to reconcile that fact, especially when it affects your family, it's like got to
2: be. You know, this is and this is where I'm starting my blood is starting to boil. He will not be able to claim bankruptcy on this. He will not mm-hmm. be able to settle out of court with what he's doing to the country. Yeah. Yeah. It's just and because of people like this. Yeah. You know, it's 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 and I'm and I'm praying for the midterm elections. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, the statistics look good so far, but I'm just I'm gonna flip it. I'm gonna go work on switching a district, a <laughs> yeah. Roscom's district. I'm well, I mean, Wisconsin is like a,
0: a hop, skip, and a jump, you know. Yeah, right? and right. Yeah. they just had their election this last week. I, the thing that he, sorry, I'm just kind of like my brain is come because it's. I really relate to kind of the idea of like in some ways. I feel like since starting because we when we started the podcast. It's, in the last year there's just been so much going on politically it's really hard to not I mean we, we, we pretty like, much gonna...
1: started it in reaction mm-hmm, to right. the movie. like oh, we cool. our first interview was with a woman who was organizing a protest concert mm-hmm. and we were like oh we should like you know uh, let's start a podcast who should we talk to first oh Emily's doing that thing we should talk to her and yeah. like that kind of set the tone for yeah. what we have done so far
2: Yeah, and the, 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 and the folks I feel sorry for Oh, sorry. Is, I mean, empathetic with our a Bradley's age. Our, our, our And you say queer, I say gay. Mm-hmm. That's my generation. Yeah. Uh, I turned sixty in April, um, <laughs> and um, I lived through the eighties and the AIDS uh, and the AIDS uh, uh, fight. And you know, equality equals uh, silence equals death, and all these things. And and a lot of people in my generation, we talk about it, and it's just like we're ready for the fight. Yeah, you know, we're ready for it. I mean. Uh, the folks of of younger generations um, have had it. Um, I, I don't want to sound like, like an old crowdy man. You had a good <laughs> boy, <laughs> but it's like. But they haven't had to take to the streets as much as we did and fight for as many things, That's true. you know And you know, you know, we even changed the way healthcare is it, mm-hmm. healthcare care is delivered in this country in, in society because nobody ever questioned their doctors until HIV started showing up You never went in and questioned your doctor about what mm-hmm. the fuck is going on and do your own research, mm-hmm. you know So sort of like now and this the the women's March. Oh my god, this is brilliant This is the most exciting yeah. thing I've ever seen. I couldn't go on Saturday because I was oh, I was I was doing work but um, the uh, uh, it's just so exciting what's going on in terms of, of, of it takes me back to the 70s and the 80s when when, when when civil unrest was just huge you know
1: well and what I think is incredible about the women's March you know f- from last year to this year is that at least in Chicago, the number, the numbers were comparable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Like the Oh fa- yeah, there wasn't
0: a decline. No. Yeah. No. no. And it was, it was cold as hell. It was
4: mm-hmm. cold. Yeah. As hell. Yeah. 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 There was an e- a pretty marked increase. Actually. Yeah. yeah. And, and 50, so, 000, I think. Mm-hmm.
1: like the fact that I don't know, I just think it's incredible. Like, you know, I'm I'm not one of these people who is like, wow, I can't believe what amazing art has come out of this because mm-hmm. it's like, it's like, sure, but mm-hmm. I mean, like, I would rather have. better country right (laughs) Right.
2: yeah 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 like i
1: I would i would take um a rational mind in the white house over any art any Mm -hmm. day um but it's like i can't believe i can't believe it took i'm i'm both not happy i'm both like glad that people are now paying attention now Mm -hmm. but also like I can't believe it took this. Yeah, yeah sure. Yes. I think that's the key,
4: also, as you asked what we learned, um, and I think what I learned in think listening to everything that's just been said is that, um, yeah, well, while art may not um, change who is in the White House. You know, the more people speak out in their chosen fields, the more that we are able to to say the things that we feel, whatever they are, whether you agree with them or not, the more we'll be able to be heard and, you know, we the people, we ultimately have the power to change who's in the in the White House. And if we just keep silent, then it, nothing's going to change. And I think um, that what I've learned is, I def- I had the same reaction um, as Leo after the election that I want. I felt like I needed to do something, mm-hmm. and I'm an actor, and it's like, what skills do I have yeah. that I could like <laughs> go out, you know? Yeah. And so my thought was, I do a lot of Shakespeare, so I'm like, what Shakespeare play could I do? Mm. And I'm going to do Richard the Third, an all female Richard the Third soon, yes. which is going to be cool. But then when I saw the call for this and heard you talking about that, was your reaction? It totally makes sense to me that if everybody has a reaction in whatever they feel most passionate about and whatever they have their skill set is then we can change the world and an art is part of that and i think a big part you know it's like hamlet says that we want to hold as toward the mirror up to nature it's like if we can say hey world this is what's happening right now and it's crappy Like, even if it's just this one little play that we're doing, maybe somebody will come see our play and say, I want to do something like that. I'm going to write this play, or I'm going to start this podcast, or I'm going to create this thing. And it's just like a domino effect. Mm -hmm. And hopefully, hopefully, (laughs) it will change something. And that's all we can do as artists. Yeah. Cool.
0: Well, that's a great we have a few minutes left Um, the uh, last thing we do with all of our guests is a one minute plug for anything that they have upcoming sometimes it's very obvious like an upcoming run of performances but otherwise we love hearing about uh, shout outs about other folks that you think are doing dope work uh, as well as any self care care things uh, media that you're consuming, TV shows books, movies, anything like that it can be any or all or, or none of those things.
4: <laughs> so I'm going to plug and talk about somebody that I think doing good work. This might sound self-serving, but it's true. <laughs> I'm in a Shakespeare company um, known as Midsummer Flight, and this summer we're doing The Two Gentlemen of Verona, um, and we do Shakespeare in the Parks, and we go all over um, Chicago. And um, our mission, everything is free, our mission is that we bring Shakespeare to the public. And I think it's really important that we're doing Two Gentlemen of Verona this year because of the Me Too movement, because if you're not familiar with the play, it ends with a, potentially based on how you stage uh, a rape scene or a forced love scene. And we're doing that in Chicago parks this summer. Mm. So um, I think that it's a really important story that could be told. And mm-hmm. also uh, it's the company I'm an ensemble
3: member with. So nice. yeah,
4: go see it. <laughs> <laughs> cool.
3: um, I'm going to plug just, uh, I don't know anyone involved with it, but a, just a musical that's kind of my current obsession, um, which is called Hades Town. Um, it's had a couple incarnations. Um, it had an off-Broadway run and it's in Canada right now. I think Toronto I might be wrong. I apologize to the cast and crew of Hadestown if I'm wrong <laughs> um, But it's and I think they're kind of preparing for a Broadway one ideally, but it's um, kind of fascinating I hope I can describe it. So it's it's basically it's um, Orpheus and Eurydice. So it's you know that um, Story but it's sort of placed in this dystopian sort of post-apocalyptic setting that's kind of reminiscent of like depression era new orleans Mm -hmm. um and so the the music is very indicative of that era um and it really like when i listened to it i thought to myself because i figured it was new because i hadn't heard of it i thought to myself oh this is such a great allegory for our current situation and for trump specifically um and i learned that it was written a couple years before his campaign which is kind of crazy because there's this whole song about the wall And um, so, you you know, Hades is a big figure in the story. So basically, I'm gonna try to make this concise. So basically, um, in this um, version of reality, um, the underworld is kind of like this, this place, you have to take the railroad to get there, and it's like, you know, it's depression era, so like, people don't really have, everyone's living in poverty, basically. And so Hades has created this community, and he pulls people in, um, with the promise of giving them work, hmm. you know, and so, and he has all these people working in the mines and building this wall. Sounds and familiar. I know, and there's this <laughs> whole song, where he's with all of his followers, and he's like, "Why do we build the wall?" And they're like, "We build the wall to keep us free." And hmm. um, we build the wall. Like the lyrics are literally like, "We build the wall to keep us free. We build the wall to keep out the enemy. Um, we keep out the enemy because they, because we want. They want what we've got, um, and the." lyric that is kind of sticking in my brain endlessly is he says um what do we have that they should want and then one of his followers is like we have a wall to work upon mm-hmm. you know and so it's just like you know we're building this wall to keep these people out and say like, well why do we have a value it's like oh well we have a wall mm-hmm. you know it's just like it's just kind of crazy so it's mm-hmm. this really cool musical beyond that it's just like a really well written piece um and it's just kind of fascinating the way they take the, kind of the greek tragedy and place it in a different era that's also an allegory for today and it's just it's kind of blowing my mind currently so i just want to plug that cool <laughs> very cool
2: cool and um well i i've started a theater company yeah. Um, yeah. and we're in our inaugural season and inaugural production so i'm trying Woo-hoo. to get as many people in as possible so um i'd say come to the show uh we uh preview for this coming friday the 26th we open the 27th we run through february 10th um we're offering a great uh deal for people in the industry um Mm -hmm. uh, on preview night the 26th and thursdays the thursday performances if you bring your headshot ten dollars at the door great ten dollars at the box office so um but you got to bring your headshot we want because we're going to create a database of folks that we want to stay in touch with
1: great
0: yeah cool very cool well um thank you all so much for listening Uh, i've been Daniel Johansson. i think maureen went to oh
1: I continue to be Maureen Smith. If you <laughs> to keep up
0: with what we are up to, there are a lot of ways you can do that. The first being head to scopymag.com. That's our website. We post all of our articles there as well as all of our podcast episodes. Um, otherwise, you can keep up with us on the old social media on Facebook. That's Scoppy Magazine. On Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, Google Play, Uh, Radio Public and iTunes Podcasts, we are under Mag, and we spell that S-C-A-P-I-M-A-G.
1: And as always, I'm here to emphasize the importance of donations. We run on a shoestring budget. Everything (laughs) that we've been able to do up to this point has been through your generosity. So first of all, thank you so much. Second of all, we could use a little bit more help. If you're in a position to give, you can head to our website, scopimag.com, and go to our donate section. There are a couple ways that you can give. First of all, you can do a one-time donation. If you choose to do that, you will have our eternal (laughs) gratitude. Sorry, I'm like weirdly out of breath. (laughs) Uh, You'll have our eternal gratitude. Otherwise, for as little as $5 a month, you can support our mission of uplifting local arts and independent media. If you're interested in giving on a higher level or in advertising opportunities, please feel free to reach out to us at scopymag gmail.com. So, give a little, give a lot, and if you can't give, then listen, participate, and share. Cool. Thanks again so much for listening. Go out and make something. Yep.